1: It's 9.30 in 716. It's a quick read. There's not a lot of wonky uh, lawyerese stuff in it.
2: Digesting the Mueller report. The special counsel determining the government would unlikely be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they had general knowledge that their conduct was unlawful.
3: I Actually, if you look at what I said, I said the slip of the tongue was in using the word countless. Uh, but there were a number of FBI, both former and current, that agreed with the president's decision. If there's a guy that absolutely
1: got screwed in this entire report, it is the large, large apology that is owed to Michael Flynn.
0: I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. More from David Bellavia and his take on the Mueller report after reading it in just a bit. But first, Attorney General William Barr doubled down on his summarized conclusions of the Mueller report, saying Russia and the Trump campaign did not collude with one another. Questions now being raised about Barr's actions. Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas with the Mueller report release.
2: Special Counsel Robert Mueller driving into work, silent as he has been for nearly two years. But now his 448-page report is out, and it speaks volumes. Mueller declaring, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, We would so state. But they did not. Instead, in painstaking detail, Mueller painted a picture of a president who relentlessly sought to use his top White House staffers, political aides, and the Justice Department itself to curtail the investigation. Ten episodes looked at as possible obstruction. The report vividly describes the moment in the Oval Office when then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions informed Trump a special counsel had been appointed. The president slumped back in his chair and said, Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm blanked. How could you let this happen, Jeff? Less than a month later, the report says the president repeatedly pressured then-White House counsel Don McGahn to get Mueller fired. The president called McGahn at home and directed him to call the acting attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, and say that the special counsel had conflicts of interest and must be removed. Call Rod. Tell Rob that Mueller has conflicts and can't be the special counsel. McGann recalled the president telling him, Mueller has to go. Call me back when you do it. McGann refused, deciding that he would resign rather than trigger what he regarded as a potential Saturday night massacre. At the time, the president denied he was trying to oust the special counsel. Mr. President, have you thought or thought about or considered uh, leading to dismissal of the special counsel? I haven't given it any thought. The president made no secret of his fury with Sessions for recusing himself. I have now decided to recuse myself. I'm very disappointed with the attorney general. According to the report, Sessions told investigators the president had asked him to unrecuse himself, but he would not. In fact, Mueller writes, the president's efforts to influence the investigation were mostly unsuccessful. But that is largely because the persons who surrounded the president declined to carry out orders or accede to his requests. And while Mueller stopped short of taking a position on obstruction, his words suggest Congress now has a role to play. He writes, quote, we concluded that Congress has authority to prohibit a president's corrupt use of his authority in order to protect the integrity of the administration of justice. Still, Attorney General Bill Barr cleared the president. Obstruction not the only part of the special counsel's report. More than half those 448 pages devoted to Russian interference in the election. Mueller writes the investigation also identified numerous links between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. Among the Trump aides involved, campaign advisors Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, campaign chairman Paul Manafort, Attorney General Sessions, and the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Still, Mueller determined a prosecution would encounter difficulties, proving that campaign officials or individuals connected to the campaign willfully violated the law. Mueller also examined that Trump Tower meeting involving Donald Trump Jr., Manafort, Kushner, and a Russian lawyer they believed had dirt on Hillary Clinton. The special counsel determining the government would unlikely be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they had general knowledge that their conduct was unlawful. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. According to Mueller, the Russian intelligence service, the GRU, was listening. Within approximately five hours of Trump's statement, GRU officers targeted for the first time Clinton's personal office. Mueller's team says the president's aides and his family also worked to spread the divisive messages Russia had posted on social media. But the special counsel said the evidence does not show the Trump team acted in coordination with Russia. It's broken into two volumes. The first
1: volume is uh, just under 200 pages, 199 pages. The second volume... It's really the volume you need to read.
0: That's David Bellavia on WBEN, of course, hours after the release. He had sifted through much of it before airtime and then finished it off after his shift. He has some key takeaways from the Mueller report along with Tom Bowerly on WBEN.
1: To me, the order is screwed up. It's almost like watching The Godfather in the volumes that they made it, where it's like on a chronological uh, timeline. Have you seen that version of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Take all three movies. That's how, if you're going to read this Mueller report, read volume two first and then volume one. It's kind of like Pulp Fiction. We're going to talk movies. Exactly. it's, It's apparent to me that the Mueller team knew Maybe within three weeks of getting this assignment that there was no Russian collusion. And the way that volume one is written is extremely uh, like, well, this is kind of odd, but nothing here, nothing here, nothing here. And volume two is really gets into the meat and potatoes of all of the things of obstruction and everything else. And what is absolutely Just shocking to me. No law degree, never worked in a U.S. attorney's office in my life. But I am blown away by growing up and reading the Star Report and really following that Clinton investigation, I am blown away that this administration never used executive privilege. And moreover, all of the information, all of the information that Robert Mueller had at his disposal came from access from the Trump administration in interviews with his staff. Every embarrassing thing in here about Donald Trump, he could have killed by just claiming privilege. All of the notes taken from his staff, all the secretary's notes taken from other cabinet officials, all of it could have been redacted, taken away, if Trump said that's executive privilege, never once claimed it, and basically did all the work for Robert Mueller, I just I don't even understand that. I really don't understand why you would even do that if you're Trump if you were an elected official I would have called executive privilege. Absolutely. There's no way I'd want any of those conversations out there. But uh there's 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 winners in this uh report and there are really big losers in this report. My takeaway so far is my goodness, what a waste of time, what a waste of money, what a what a waste of resources. Uh, to to a, an extent, yes. But I, I will tell you that this here, here's what I'm going to say. Absolutely. The scope of this investigation was a waste and it never should have happened. However, this is a brilliant tool that will be used to hang many members of the Obama administration. The information that they gleamed and the way that they got it in this report is going to turn out to be absolutely devastating when Horowitz comes back with his uh, inspector general report, because we're finding out. I mean, let's just look at Michael Flynn for a second. Michael Flynn is accused of lying about his uh, meetings with uh, Russian uh, foreign ministers, right? At the time that now Michael Flynn is fired from the administration because he, quote, lies to Mike Pence, the vice president. If you read the report, one of the things you find out is that Mike Pence is briefed by the Justice Department. He's briefed by the FBI. He's briefed by Jeff Sessions on what Michael Flynn is saying. Mike Pence at that time has no idea that these are that there's a surveillance on Michael Flynn. No idea whatsoever. If you tell someone this guy's under surveillance, they don't nominate him to be the NSA if he's under surveillance. So Mike Pence has given information from Andy McCabe and other members. I'm sorry, uh, that would have been Comey. McCabe was also an associate deputy of the FBI at that point and uh, of uh, Jeff Sessions, attorney general at the time, that this is what Michael Flynn is saying to the Russians. He then confronts Michael Flynn and says, Michael Flynn, are you saying this to the Russians? And he's like, wait a minute. If I tell Mike Pence what I'm saying with the Russians, I'm now bringing Mike Pence involved. I'm now bringing the Trump administration involved involved. And, by the way, I'm also undermining the Obama administration. If there's a guy that absolutely got screwed in this entire report, it is the large, large apology that is owned to Michael Flynn. Oh, he lied to Mike Pence. But if you look at what he lied about and why he lied, it really is such a not. I mean, your 14 year old is lying to you 17 times a day with the exact same reasons why Michael Flynn lied. It was a matter of I am going to be the one. All the Russia talk at that time was about Michael Flynn. And so he's like, look, we have to be careful about what we're talking about, because there's obviously something going on here that I have nothing to do with. But Michael Flynn was understandably he was fired by the Obama administration he was not a they didn't like him in the Obama administration. They hired him and then they fired him. And now he's like, I, I'm I'm now carrying that static over. I want to be a lightning rod for this administration. And and Trump naively thought that if he fired Michael Flynn, this whole thing would go away. Right. And uh, there's a, a great conversation with Chris Christie about what happens if you fire Michael Flynn uh just really i mean listen bob woodward could not write a better book than this this is at, if you want to get inside baseball this report is excellent but, but unfortunately a lot of it's fiction
2: well it's it's excellent a lot of it is fiction and it's very very long to read especially it, if you're not a speed reader
1: but i'll tell you what it's it's a quick read there's not a lot of wonky uh, lawyerese stuff in it.
0: Much more with David and 21 takeaways from the Mueller report release available at WBEN.com. Now a lot has been made of White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders' statements about the FBI and about the Mueller report in general. She talked extensively with George Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America about it all and the fact that Mueller did not have enough evidence to conclude collusion between the Trump administration and Russia.
3: He couldn't, but he left that decision up to the attorney general and he made it. There was no collusion, which is what the entire investigation was supposed to be about. It was to determine whether or not the president or anybody on his campaign had colluded with Russia. And not only did they determine that the president hadn't and that his campaign didn't, but they determined that no American had colluded with Russia. And I find it astonishing that the media isn't thrilled about the fact that no American colluded with the foreign government government. It's almost, you watched over the last 24, 48 hours as members of the Democrat Party and liberal media, their liberal media allies were almost sorrowful that something bad didn't happen that 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 somebody wasn't working as a foreign agent for the Russian government. That was the
4: first headline we had. In our know, lows, right there, saying he didn't reach the conclusion there was a criminal conspiracy. But what the report also does is expose a culture of lying uh, at the White House, the president lying, telling others to lie, and it calls your personal credibility into question as well. We showed that clip from your May 10th press conference where you said it was a slip of the tongue when you talked about countless FBI members. Yet you repeated it twice the very next day. Here's one of them.
1: I mean really like i mean are, I, I mean really i mean, so are we talking between
3: like email like, text messages like absolutely 50? yes. 67 I, I mean I like, not gonna, like, look we're not going to get into a numbers game
4: that's not a slip of the tongue, Sarah, that's a deliberate false statement.
3: I Actually, if you look at what I said, I said the slip of the tongue was in using the word countless, uh, but there were a number of FBI, both former and current, that agreed with the president's decision. And they've continued to speak out and say that and send notice to the White House uh, of that agreement with the president's decision. James Comey was a disgraced leaker and used Sarah, authorization I, I, to spy on the Trump I've got, campaign. I've got, I've got, I've got to stop no you there because you, said, you said something else to the special by the counsel. I the facts, George.
4: Sarah, hold on a second. The special counsel writes that those comments were not founded on anything. That's what you talked to the special counsel about when you were facing criminal penalties if you didn't tell the truth, but now you're trying to walk away from it. Why can't you acknowledge that what you said no, then was I'm not true?
3: I said that the word I used countless, and I also said if you look at what's in quotations for me, it's that. And it's that it was in the heat of the moment, meaning that it wasn't a scripted talking point. I'm sorry that I wasn't a robot like the Democrat Party that went out for two and a half years and stated time and time again that there was definitely russian collusion between the president and his campaign that they had evidence to show it and that the president and his team deserve to be in jail that he shouldn't be in office when really they were the ones that were creating the greatest well, scandal in, in the in, history in, of in our fact, country in fact sarah what that you did me. what you that did repeat time I, I stand sarah, by the hold fact on a second
4: i let you speak what you did repeat time and time again sure. is that statement you said the countless fbi officials came to you you repeated it On separate days on separate occasions and this was not the only only instance the special counsel reported they also talked about one of the statements you made about the president's uh, statement about the Trump Tower meeting where you said the president clearly did not dictate that statement Yet the president's lawyers according to the report wrote that the president did indeed dictate that statement so why did you tell the press that the president did not dictate that statement when he did
3: I if you look at the the play-by-play account in Which I said that he did. Um, he relayed information he wanted included, which took did place. I'm not denying that he had involvement in what uh, the statement said. That was the information I was given at the time. And I, I stated it to the public. The big question here was whether or not the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. They didn't. The president didn't.
0: All I know is this ain't over yet.
1: That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.